Okay, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast. This is uh, the uh, col- colossal obsession. Col- this take, is Gilbert. Take it, take it from the top. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and uh, I've already made a mistake, and we're only three seconds into the show. And uh, I'm here with my coach, Frank Santo Padre, and this is Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions it is and and we're doing an unusual show it concerns jews who write tv comedy <laughs> <laughs> is there any other yeah. 28 hour show yeah <laughs> it, it's a little it's odd because we just did a twilight zone <laughs> and this is really <laughs> Let's let's introduce our our two legendary guests. Mr. Bill Persky is here in the studio. Hello, guys. All our listeners know Bill. He's done what forty two of these. I think this is my fourth. It's his fourth. And, show. and I would like to apologize for the second. I listened to it, and it was very informative, but not much fun. <laughs> so it really was. So I'd like a redo. It's like I did a commencement address at a college, and it was brilliant, but. Somehow I went to the wrong microphone, and my script wasn't there, and I was lost. But they brought me back, and I was a hit. Well, you're always I a, always apologize. You don't have to. You're always a hit here. My first marriage, no apology. <laughs> <laughs> and who's our second guest on the phone, Gil? Arnie Kogan. The legend. The legend, Arnie Kogan. Oh, Arnie. Hi. Hi. It's been about a year since I talked to you guys. Almost exactly a year since we did that Father's Day we episode. We did a Father's Day episode yeah. with you and your brilliant son, Jay. Would you like yeah. to apologize for your episode as no, well? but I, I want to apologize for Bill's second show. <laughs> <laughs> you know something? The, the Writers Guild took a vote. <laughs> they were embarrassed by me. <laughs> Before we get to our subject, yes. uh, a man we are here to pay tribute to. Oh, my goodness. Uh, who was a mutual friend of, of both you and Arnie. You and Arnie have history too. Oh God! Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. It's been about Bill. It's been about forty-three or forty-four years since I've seen you or spoken to you. Yes, um, and I, did, uh, I really wanted it to keep going, Arnie. I was really pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> it's about ten years. Ten years too soon. I wanted to make it fifty something. What years. was the last thing we did? Well, I I, I did uh, lots of luck for you with Dom DeLuise. Oh, I did, another. I did Episode of the Montefuscos with you. Which, again, <laughs> so many, and, and I'll tell you something. Yeah. Tim was in a pilot that oh, Sam yeah. and I did that was considered so funny that yeah. Grant Tinker and the, the whole company there said, we're not sending in a comedy. It was <laughs> called The Boys, and it was yeah. hilarious. Well, we'll get into it. Yes, but, but, yes. Uh, I just wanted to know how you guys, uh, well, how you guys... Do- Here's the main thing, you know, Bill and Sam Denoff hired me for a show called The Funny Side in 1971. Sure. And I want to thank you, Bill and Sam. Uh, the show was really good, but you, right. that was a series where there were a lot of great writers on the staff. You put me in a room with a writer named Pat McCormick. Yes. Uh-oh. That's the first, first time I really met Pat. <laughs> and, <got> to, <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he got to be my partner for a while. Yes. And it was an incredible experience. You know, it was like you said, Arnie, why don't you work with Pat? It was like taking a union electrician and putting in with Thomas Edison. I was frightened. <laughs> so Bill, I mean, Bill and, and, he, was like and, a rock, he was like a rock star. So, and, uh, 
It was a great experience. And who on the show uh, or on the line wants to tell the Pat McCormick story? <laughs> Which one? Where did the, the one with the Tim Conway as the punchline. Well, save, save uh, it for the end, Gil. Okay. okay. Right. Let's, let's talk about the great man that we are here to, yeah. to honor. Um, uh, well, I can start because Sam and I wrote the first thing that Tim ever did on network television. Tell us was doing the Steve Allen show back in 1962, and Steve found this guy. There's an argument about whether Rosemary found him or Steve. Maybe she introduced him to Steve. Anyway, he was in Cleveland doing local stuff. Yeah. And he With came Ernie out. Anderson. Yeah. Right. And on that same show, Steve introduced the Smothers Brothers. Wow. So... Conway comes in and uh, we say, I have a great bit for you to do. It's going to be, you're going to be the protocol guy at the White House. And I said, and you're going to be introducing people and doing all the things. I said, and one of the things you're going to be doing is that you got a letter from the Shah of Zolzine. And mm -hmm. so you write back, dear Zolzine Shah. And it, he <laughs> stared at me, which most people do. Zolzheim Shah and Jewish is shut up. <laughs> I always wanted to do that. And after that, Tim said, yeah, well, I'm going to, I think I'm going to do this, this instead. <laughs> it wasn't Jewish, obviously. I, I'm Jewish and I didn't know that. Oh, uh, see? <laughs> it's amazing I got this far. Ar Arnie, how did you and Tim meet for the first well, time? Well, we met uh, before the Burnett show a number of times, but... The Burnett show was when we really got together, and, uh, you know, of course, he was incredible. He was a comedy genius. And um, But I, even ever since the Burnett show, I worked on a number of things with Tim. So he was, as we all know, <clears throat> uh, one of the most naturally funny people ever, ever to exist, you know. I have never seen audiences laughing and falling on the floor, gasping for breath, as they did when Tim did a, a bit, maybe except for perhaps... Captain Tennille, the second season. <laughs> <laughs> the only oh, there was a second season? <laughs> <laughs> but, but not Shields and Yarnell, right, Arnie? No, no, no yeah. not Shields and Yarnell. Yeah. No. Well, Bill alluded to, he started out in, in but not, not a lot of people know, he started out in Morning TV in Ohio yeah. with Ernie Anderson. Yeah. 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 And I didn't know this till I did the research until uh, he got dismissed. Conway got fired mm -hmm. by the station. And what broke up the act is what led Ernie Anderson... They said, do you want to do a horror show? And that's how he became Goulardi. Oh! oh really? So Tim, yeah, so Tim inadvertently uh, had a role in that. In, in you know, one of Ernie Anderson's, probably his famous, his yeah. most iconic character. But somehow he got to the Steve Allen show, and that that's a little shrouded in mystery, as you say. Yeah, well, it, the thing about the Steve Allen show, uh, it's Sam and I, it's our first job, 1962, 61. Had a three-week guarantee, $500 a piece. Had to move to California or not. And, you know, I had a job. At, we were working at WNEW Radio, not for a lot of money. Good but, morning, world. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And uh, we said, this is the chance. Did I tell you about the 10 pounds of material that got that job? Yeah, you, you oh, have. Okay. Yeah. Thank God. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm losing a little <laughs> I don't think that's true. I didn't listen to my list. <laughs> anyway. I, I heard eight pounds of material. No, well, it lost some in transit. Right. 
Anyway, uh, the show, we were going to be picked up for three weeks mm-hmm. and another three weeks mm-hmm. and another three weeks. And our we were hanging by a thread. And then we came up with a joke in the third week that Steve loved so much that he picked us up for the whole season. And they got canceled the next week. Oh, so no. we got oh. but you did 26 meet, weeks. You did meet Conway. Absolutely. And, that, and, never, and then he got us a McHale's Navy. I was going to say, he was instrumental in getting you and Sam that McHale's Navy Which, strip. Which, incidentally, letter a for letter, Fuji. To, letter for Fuji. Remember the show? There was that Japanese I do. prisoner <laughs> that they had. And he was very homesick. <laughs> he doesn't. So, so he, they decided that he had to write a letter to his mother. But they had to mail it from a Japanese camp. (laughs) (laughs) Like life. Like, you know, we always dealt with real life. Anyway, apropos of that, three weeks ago, I got a check for 33 cents. You're still getting Mikhail's Navy residual Yes, but it's always hard because I have to split with my first wife. (laughs) And 33 cents is hard. I always give her the extra pennies. Not worth the (laughs) aggravation. I've never was, seen Mikhail's Navy. I've, I've got to start watching. I've never really seen Mikhail's Navy. Oh, which I, God. Who, now you have fun. a reason. Who played the Japanese prisoner? I don't know. Not Jack was, Sue. No. What was the joke that got you hired again on the Steve Allen show? The great joke. Well, it was, there was a show called Ben Casey. about uh, uh, And, sure. and uh, Dr. Zorba. Well, who played? Sam Jaffe. Sam Jaffe. Yeah. Right. He was also Gunga Din in yes, a diaper. Yes, he was. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't wear a diaper. Most famously. <laughs> he was the head of the hospital. And the High Lama. He was uh, in Lost yeah, Horizon. Yes. And uh, whatever happened to him? He's gone. <laughs> anyway, the start of the Ben Casey show was there was a blackboard. And Dr. Zorba would come out with a pointer. And there yeah, would be I stick, remember. I hear. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Birth, death, uh... I think, is it birth, death, infinity, or the Man, woman, birth, death, death infinity. infinity. And yes. then the show we go. So we did, a, we did a sketch about that, and a great comic by the name of Joey Foreman. I don't oh, know. yeah. I mean, oh, one yeah. of the great, up all the time. great mimic. And he played Dr. Zorba, and, uh, and Steve was Ben Casey. And at any rate, so he did... This is the sign for man, this is the sign for woman, this is birth, this is death, this is infinity, and this is a pussycat. <laughs> and there was a little chalk figure of a pussy. Steve, at the reading, started to laugh, and he couldn't breathe, and then he said, you're picked up for the season. Nice. Whoa. Right there. Whoa. Nice. Now, here's something to ask both of you. Were Tim Conway and Harvey Corman friends off stage. They were uh, not tr- not tremendously close, but they were close enough. And they were, you know, they were from. Tim was the uh, when t- when Harvey died about five six years ago. Tim was the sort of the master of ceremonies at his uh, memorial at the uh, at a place out in Pacific Palisades. So they were friendly. Yes, but I would I would say this about Tim, and I I, I think you'll agree, Barney. Yeah. As much I worked. A thousand times with Tim. And we were close, we laughed, but I never really knew anything about him. No, you don't know anything. So when you say were they... He was always on, off stage, always funny, always on. I think I saw... So you say that he and Harvey, were he and Harvey close, as close as you could get to Tim. There's only one guy I know, and that's Ron Clark, who really was a friend to him. 
Yeah, he, he didn't let you. Place. He didn't let you in. You know, Arne, Arne, Big, you, you, you're you're saying the same thing that Bill is saying, right? He was sort of he he was was that something to do with be, uh, being a Midwesterner? You think? Uh, what the being being funny uh, or just, just, uh, just just being, just being just, no that was not, him and that was really that was him. him he was just he was just funny and Clark did a beautiful job at the memorial for Conway about three weeks ago there were four speakers Newhart was one of them Ron Clark was another one Ron was brilliant he just covered a lot of stuff about Tim because he and, knew more about he yeah. knew what Tim really felt I think yeah he was yeah, the only and, one yeah. Well, he he was uh, speaking to Mikhail's Navy. I mean, he was friends with Borgnine too for life. Uh huh. Yeah. But I'm not even, sure he got even, to know him any, even any better. But even that. Yeah. I mean, I know Tim for thirty, forty years. I've written hundreds of things for him, and were we friends? Yeah. But were we friends? No. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. And that's how I feel about Gilbert. <laughs> 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 That way with me and my wife. Same kind of thing. <laughs> the same doesn't it, really know me. It's funny how they teamed up uh, Conway and Borgnine for uh, SpongeBob. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they got to do that late in life. Uh, Arnie, what's the first thing you wrote for him? Do you, do you have a vivid memory of it? I think it was the, on the Burnett show. I just did a whole bunch of stuff. He, was a, you know, he, was, he became a regular after a few years, but he was on a show before that. It may have been the Fireman sketch. Uh, when the world's oldest fireman, classic, you know, you know and you don't, you know, it's all almost seventy percent Tim. You just write old fireman, but I wrote the sketch and it was very, very funny. And just writing the direction, uh, Tim is the old fireman tries to break through the window, and he took about twenty minutes to break through a window as the old man. He took, he had the axe and he slowly broke through, and it was hysterical to see his hand moving. And Harvey was there as a rich man, saying, oh, my, my paintings, my scarves, you've got to save me. And that was basically the sketch. But they ended up doing mouth-to-mouth resuscitation at the very end. That was a- <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> and it was very funny. So um, it's one that may have been the first thing. Yeah, yeah. Bill, how, you, so I'm just trying to track your career. You, you did the you did the C. Valent show with him. Then he helped you go to McHale's Navy. Now, here's the other side of the McHale's Navy. We also at simultaneously had gotten to do a Van Dyke show. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a meeting on our script from McHale's Navy with a lovely, lovely guy by the name of Cy Rosen. Did you ever work with him, Arnie? No. Lovely okay. man. Yeah. But forever. We had a 30-page script. We went in at 9 o'clock. We finished at 4. 30 pages. Every wow. note. Every pe- you use the word and, and and he said, did you really have to use hypercritical? And? Huh? And yeah. I don't know. It was just we went to lunch. There was a Chinese restaurant across from Universal, and I said, we got to go home. I'm going back. Well, maybe we can get the jobs back because <laughs> we can't do this. Because it was well, very hard to go. I don't know about you, Arn. Very hard to go from variety to situation comedy it's a, it's a change it you is. know they yeah, they, yeah, they won't yeah. let you in it's like it's hard to go from the from the television or the movies to the theater or it used to be but yeah. you but you did it and when you guys got on the van dyke show you well, and you and sam you, you you tim was still in your orbit yes but the same day when we got back to our office from cy rosen we had an office at the end of a hall it was too small i had to sit in the hall and Sam type, we got a call from Carl. Sam picked it up. 
And he just said, it's Carl. And I'm in the hall. And he said, well, yeah, yeah, when, when? Oh, yeah, what, wow. And I said, what? He said, Carl loved it. We can write as many as we want, and he's going to give us an office. That was in the same day. Great day. Yeah. So we, that's did, a, that's we a never went back to that Chinese restaurant. It was bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you hook up with Tim again? Uh, let's see, a number of times. I think the, the first real thing was when I did Roll, Freddy Roll, which was a, a, a movie TV of movie, the week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's great. And I think this says a lot about Tim. It was a movie about a guy who through a series of events, ends up on roller skates to impress his kid he's going for the world record of being on roller skates. So for a whole week of his life, he's on roller skates. Tim, I mean, he got into stuff. There was a thing that lasted for 20 minutes that we had to cut down of him trying to open a heavy glass door. (laughs) Everything. Then he jumped off a curb and got caught in a sewer. I mean, he played tennis, everything. At the end, there was a sequence where the press was coming to, he had broken the record, and people were closing in on him, and he backed up and he started to go down a hill. Yeah, it's on YouTube. I watched it today. Yeah, so we went downtown. There was one thing in it where he actually rode up on the back of a moving motorcycle and grabbed the guy. Another thing where he was going down a hilly street and there was he was out of control and there was a guy with a push broom. He grabbed it, hooked it around a light pole and went across the street. Then there was a sequence of him supposed to go down this hill and the stuntman wouldn't do it. And Tim said, I'll do it. Wow. Literally, there was smoke coming out of the thing. Now we get in the car to go home and we're sitting and having a beer. And I said, Timmy, I got to be honest with you. Until today, I didn't know if I could shoot a stunt sequence. He said, that's nothing. I didn't know if I could roller skate. Oh, (laughs) he didn't take any roller skating lessons or training? Whatever. He just did. Well, he was a great, you know, he was going to be a jockey. Yeah, I know he loved the horses. Yeah, Yeah, well, he was, he used to be an exercise boy. Yeah. Yeah. He's an incredible physical comedian. He, we talked about it at the memorial. He could roll down a, a stairway funnier than anybody ever rolls down a stairway. And then he also rolled up. He a rolled stairway. up a stairway. He yeah. rolled up a stairway. You're, you're watching, even watching Roll Freddy Roll today on YouTube. You're you're looking at a guy, and I'm thinking this guy could have been a silent film comedian. Absolutely, he has some, yeah. some Keaton chops. You know, yeah, Pete- they talked about that also. The Keaton, Chaplin, and Conway, and Ron Clark mentioned that if you know, Tim had lived 30 years earlier. It, he would have been one of them. Maybe he would have been the best of the three. He was incredible with physical stuff, you know. So yeah. when you when you wrote something for him, Marnie, when you wrote something like the fireman sketch, I mean, yeah. did you did you just write sort of Tim physical business goes here and leave? Uh, no, I wrote the directions like he tries to break through a window or he gives mouth to mouth resuscitation. Um, you write a f- complete script, and you know the you all know that the dress show he do everything according to, to the script, and on the second show on the air show. They'd let him loose. If he got it on dress, didn't matter what he did on air, and he would be incredibly funny. And they, whatever he did, he did. Um, I, I, there were things like uh, you do a slave a slave ship sketch. Harvey's got on a slave ship attached <laughs> to a guy with chains. The guy, after six years, quits or dies. Bring in the new guy, and you, Tim hobbles in, <laughs> chain him up to Harvey, and he says, "Hi, I'm a leper." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the opening line I wrote, but since anything from there is gold, he's just Tim is comedy gold. You just give him anything, and he makes it that much much funnier. The other uh, person who does that now, who? Well, people always say who's the funniest person you ever worked with, and really, it's between Tim and Dick Van Dyke, as far yeah. apart as they are in terms of the level yeah, of stuff they the- do. Both physical well, in their own way. Though, yeah. I mean, yeah. Dick, you, and you couldn't, you couldn't think ahead of what Dick might do with something. You know, yeah. same way with Conway. I mean, we did a show where he was trying to break the world record for a disc jockey staying awake, and he was in a department store window. It was before he got his job on Alan Brady, and there was a place like at the seventy-fifth hour where he was talking to this woman. And he had a cup of coffee, and he put it down, and it was on a turntable. <laughs> he spent 10 minutes. We cut it down. Every time he grabbed for it, it was an originally hysterical piece of business. And yeah. Tim, I, I don't want to say that it. there was an elegant of style and, and class that Van Dyke had. I think that there was a, 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 a certain dignity in, in Dick's humor. Tim would do anything. <laughs> anything you gave him. He never questioned a piece of material? He would just uh, come? I never heard him question. He no. might have. Only he, results he on ran, Shaw. I think that was the he only He ran one. with it. I, mean, he <laughs> <laughs> I hold a record. <laughs> <laughs> he did 20 minutes on a doorknob, just sitting on a, just straddling a doorknob on one sketch. Just uh, just sitting on a doorknob. Uh, you know, since uh, I left the Burnett show, every oh, I often think of, Conway sketches. I see, uh, you know, the, uh, the world's oldest tennis ball boy. Oh, you see uh, the ones was, you never wrote. Yeah, never. Yeah, never wrote. Benny Hanna, chef. I was at the <laughs> Bed Bath and Beyond last week, which gives you an idea of my lifestyle right now. <laughs> <laughs> Working or two, buying? <laughs> they have these two staircases. This escalators going down. One for the pad, one for the customer, and one for his cart. I don't know if you've seen that. Adjoining escalators. Uh, yeah. So I figured. I said Conway could do 25 minutes with this. Just I'm sure. The, just with escalators. I'm sure. Well, yeah. the other thing about him was socially. Yeah. I mean, he came to dinner at my house a number of times, but one night was Carl Reiner and, and Tim and uh, I don't remember, the whole group of people. And we... My wife then, or my then wife, I don't know how you say that. It's like, how do you say my oldest friend? That doesn't mean he's your old. I've never figured out how you say that. My then wife uh, had bought these porcelain dishes that that were like placemats, but they were like 14 inches across. Uh And we're having dinner, and Tim is distracted. And after about... Five minutes of him not saying anything or anything. Carl said, you all right, Timmy? He said, yeah. He said, well, what is it? He said, I don't know if I can still do it. And Carl said, do what? He said, well, I used to be able to put a plate this size in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Carl said, why? He said, I don't know. It was there. He said, I don't know. I'm going to try it. (laughs) So now he's got this 14-inch plate, and he starts 
loosening up the sides of his mouth and trying, and he's not ready. <laughs> 20 minutes. He was totally committed. He really thought he could do it. And finally, Carl got up and said, I have to leave or I'm going to die. <laughs> that was, he said, I can't laugh anymore. But I mean, that was just, and then a, a night at Carl's, he went to the, to the men's the bathroom. And you know those little hands, those little copper hands, you put paper towels in them yeah, and stuff. Right, sure. Tim came out with his fly down and those hands coming out of his jacket. <laughs> And he said, I'm, I'm really embarrassed. He said, but I, I can't see. And he then, with these hands, kept trying to zip up <laughs> his fly. And finally, Carl reminded me of this last night. I forgot this part of it. Finally, he was so embarrassed. He said, I, I can't stay. And he went out to the pool. And on the way, he picked up a log and then stood at the pool <laughs> like he was peeing in the pool. <laughs> I mean, uh, anything for a laugh. Yeah, 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 yeah but I, yeah. I mean, it never. I don't think he ever planned anything. Do you, aren't? I mean, it just happened. Yeah, no, it, it, it's very natural for him. He's just, it's just very natural. You know, after the Burnett show, the thing uh, I may mention to you guys uh, that there was a show called Ace Crawford Private. Oh, Eye. sure, yeah, in '83. Yeah, about the eight, early '80s, and uh, Ron Clark was uh, running the show, I think, and uh, and Rudy DeLuca was there, and uh, Ron. Friedman. Oh, yeah. We just oh, had Ron on, your, yes, on yeah. this week. Was Bobrick yeah, Bob yeah. Bob on that? Bobrick, no. It was the four of us. Uh -huh. So we each, we each did an episode, and it was a bumbling private eye. My episode involved uh, him getting involved in a murder at a dry cleaner's. So I went to the Encino <laughs> dry cleaner's to do research, to check out the dry cleaning. I knew the owner. And I went there, and I said, is the owner there? And the lady behind the counter said, no. The young lady, I said, no. I said, well, I'm doing a sketch about uh, dry cleaning. I want to check the back. She said, I'm not going to let you go back there. I said, why not? She said, I'm doing a screenplay about dry cleaning. Welcome to Los Angeles. Everybody else really is doing a script. She was doing a dry cleaning screenplay. <laughs> did, you, did, did you experience Tim doing that kind of weird business like Bill's talking about off, uh, we off had camera? A, we had an anniversary party. About 10 years ago, big party at a hotel. Conway was there. Other people were there. We had a piano player sitting there playing uh, standard tunes. Tim got up, sat on top of the piano player's lap, and played about five minutes of music on his lap. Hilarious. Carl, so, Carl said, I'll have a, he, said, he wanted to do this with us. Oh, yeah. We were going to yeah. just tell our listeners we were going to have Carl yeah, Reiner on. So I talked to him last night. He said, but I'll tell you Conway's story. Yeah. He said he was at a dinner party somewhere, and Tim was very late. And he came in, and he said, really, I'm so sorry I'm late. I hate being late. He said, but the freeway was so crowded. I mean, the cars were barely moving. I couldn't imagine what it was. And finally, I got there, and there was this horrible accident. And it was my wife was in the car. And there were a lot of attendants around her. I figured, well, she was okay. I had to get here, but it made me late. Huh. <laughs> Dark. Uh, Artie, this is something that always intrigued me, was how many series flops, and he had a great sense of a self-deprecating sense of humor about it. Yeah. Like after McHale's Navy, I mean, who remembers Rango? Oh, God, yes. Uh, yeah. In 67, well, and then he did, a, he did the Tim Conway show with Joe Flynn. I guess they tried to... 
right, recreate right. that magic? Well, he kept he had a license plate that said 13 weeks. He had a personalized, <laughs> that's what personalized I plate. At that time, that was a you know that was a, you know, a horrible thing. And now, but I don't term. think he ever reached 13 weeks. Yeah, he just had 13 weeks. He was hoping for 13 weeks. Yeah, what was the uh, Tim Conway show with Joe Flynn? They ran an airline. They ran a cheapo airline. I, I'm not sure. It may have been. I, yeah. I'm not sure what yeah. it was. And Harvey Bullock created Rango, who I think is a, a guy you must have worked yeah, with. Yeah, I worked trained. with him. Both Bullock of you. And, uh, he had a partner, um, Harvey Bullock and something else. <laughs> I yeah. forgot who the other guy was. I forgot, too. I was, forgot the other was, guy. Was, I, I'm all confused now. Was Tim Conway connected with Turn, Turn On? Turn On, you bet. It's the next yes. thing on my list. The, the biggest the, failure of all time on TV. One episode and done. Yeah. Connected with what show? Turn, turn on. on. George Schlatter's oh, Turn really? On. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. It, it I didn't, never knew that. It didn't last an entire episode. Yeah. What, 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 it, what was it? What it, it was do? George Schlatter. George Schlatter's follow-up to Laughing. And and in like in a commercial break, they yeah. canceled it, and it just <laughs> didn't come show. back. Well, well yeah. Schlatter told us they canceled it before it went across the country. Before yeah. it, before it moved from from the uh, the New York time slot to the West Coast time slot, yeah. it was canceled somewhere over St. Louis. Yeah, it was not good. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck McCann but, was in it, but I think it was in color, so we're okay. It was in color. <laughs> so yeah, for for a talented guy, I mean, after McHale's Navy, he had a he had a hard time latching onto something successful. It's, hard, it's also hard to be a star. He was an incredible second, you know, a second banana, brilliantly funny. But if you star in your own show. It's a different kind of thing. Absolutely, yeah. He has to be less funny to be the star of his own show. And he couldn't be less funny. The the biggest heartbreak that he says, because, you know, when I would call him, occasionally we talk, he said, I still can't believe the boys. You, you, Tim, and Herb Edelman. Yeah, Yeah, and Sammy. And And, uh, and and it was about us, about comedy writers. And uh, in, in comedy... Writers, whether they were 90 or 12, they were called the boys. Send in the boys. Send in the boys. To the point where there was a time when one of the guys was sick and he went, his partner went to have the meeting and the producer said, boys? <laughs> I mean, it was like, that's who you were. So we wrote this thing. And did you ever see it, Arn? I never saw it, no. No. It was. It ended up. It was supposed to be him and Harvey, but I, Harvey. I had, have a DVD of it in my house. So I'll send it to you. Already. Is it? Okay, is it? You not, gave it to me. Is it, it not? It's. The, it's the, it the, should have stuck. The wedding scene yeah, at hilarious. the end yeah. is. He steals it. Oh my God! It was people literally. The whole MTM group saw the pilot and they said, "Well, why, why send anything in to compete and with that?" That was a disappointment for him. A it broke his heart. It broke uh, mine too. I mean, we had. It, we just had so much fun doing it. And we never could figure out why. And five years ago, I mean, this is, what, 20, 30 years afterwards, I get a call from a guy whose name I'll leave out, but he was drunk. And he said, I've been walking around with this guilt for all these years. Really? He said, I was in the research department with another guy I won't mention. And he, he said he lied about the research because he hated oh. you and Sam. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, Jesus. He That's... lied about the research. He said it was people loved it, but he couldn't stand the thought that you guys would have wow. that show. That's horrible. I'm going to look him up and sue him. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> the, the guilt led to his drinking? No, no. Yeah, <laughs> the, 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 the assistant I was see. drinking. I yeah. see. I see. You know, Arnie, it's interesting, too, because people associate, people think of him as always having been on the Burnett show, but that, yeah, wasn't, no. that wasn't the case. He was not, no. I came in in 72. He came in like 74, but he had been doing the show for, for a few years. People also, even as physical as he was, he had incredible, incredible timing verbally also. If you watch those uh, Tudball and Mrs. Wiggins right. sketches, right. Mr. Tudball, he waits for just the right second before speaking. He lets her speak. And then he waits for right the, the exact right moment. He was incredible mm. at his timing. What's the most interesting conversation you had with him? <laughs> uh, not serious. There, I don't know. There is not. No, and we not, were not, friends. I mean, yeah. we, I, I met him. I worked on the Mark Twain Prize with oh, him. Yeah. And I told him, we, obviously, I dropped your name. And we it was, and it was, it was, uh, he was a little bit. Um, There's like a, a a wall there. Yeah, but but he, but willing to perform for a stranger. Oh God! Willing yeah. to entertain me within five minutes of well, meeting that's me. That's all. But that's all he w- was yeah. able to do in terms of of having contact with you. you yeah. know? Which, yeah. which Mark Twain show? I was worked that? on the Carol Burnett Mark Twain. I was one oh, of the, one okay. of the writers on that show, and uh, I didn't know you yet, Arnie. But I knew Bill, yeah. and and I you know I certainly dropped Bill's name, and he. He well, was go very, back now and drop Arnie. He was very warm and gracious, yeah, but, nice but guy. even very in rehearsals, nice. and we spent a fair amount of time together. But it was, but it was, it was tough to to, to sort of break through anything. He seemed, he seemed, yeah, I perfectly sp- pleasant and sweet. I spent yep. five days with him in Vegas working on it, an act, and we had great. I can't remember a thing other than what we did. Yeah, you know the writing. Yeah. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast after this. You know, the Arnie, I was watching today, too. Uh, I don't know if you were one of the writers on this one. The, where where uh, Lyle Wagner is the POW, and he's the interrogator. Oh, the, 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 Hitler, the, Hitler, <laughs> the Hitler hand puppet. Hitler you know this, Gilbert? <laughs> My son Jay sent that to me. It was just incredible. Incredible timing. Incredible timing. The German, uh, Harvey and Tim were both very funny, but it was, you know, you fall down on the floor, you're gasping for breath. The guy was incredible when he got rolling on like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, there were other sketches he did. There, I mean, almost any sketch he was involved in. Uh, there was a thing that Gene Perrot and Bill Richmond wrote called the uh, No Frills Airline. And basically it's, um, <laughs> it's well, his coach in his first class. Harvey's in first class. Tim is a row behind him in coach. Oh, oh yes. God, no, yeah, he's taunting, taunting Harvey. He says, hey, you paid more money, and it's the same ride and so forth. So uh, things start to happen. They, uh, stewardess Carol comes out and gives safety instructions. She whispers them to Harvey, does not tell Tim what they are. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing. And then they have, later on, there was turbulence in the car, in the, in the plane. Uh, Turbulence only in Tim's section. He did about five minutes of turbulence. He was hysterical. And he's, there's a lot of sketches they do that people don't talk about. They talk about the dentist sketch, which is brilliant. Also incredible. He shoots yeah. himself with the Novocaine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's classic. Um, I always thought that I knew Tim was involved in the writing, and I always thought that Roger Beatty was involved, who writes that kind of thing for Tim. It seems that Kenny and Gail, Kenny Solms and Gail Parent, uh, yeah. you know, were involved in the writing of that sketch. That's a Gail Perrin was the one behind. I think she created the the, the Tim Conway show, the one where he, ran, where he and Joe Flynn ran the airline. Oh, that could have been. That Everyone have been. who knew him, yeah. including his grocer, wrote a show for him. You yeah. know, you yeah. just wanted to. You wanted yeah. to work with him. 
You know, yeah. we have we have two people here. We have Craig Bierko, our pal, is in the next booth, and he has a, a sweet little Tim Conway, just a little Tim Conway anecdote that I wonder if he'd tell on Mike. Craig? Sure. You want to tell it? Yeah. Here he comes. We'll, we'll, All right. We'll tighten this up. I'll sing till he gets... Oh, here. Go ahead. Hey, how are you? Tell your little, well, tell your little Tim Conway story, Craig, because it's sweet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I don't. I, I was kidding. I don't have a Tim Conway story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I've. I'm, the first thing is, it's one of my earliest memories was watching the Carol Burnett show. If I got to go to my grandmother, my nana Stephanie's house, and stay up late set to watch Carol Burnett, to watch Carol Burnett. Test, yes. Uh, it, that was a big deal. And the the only f- thing that was slightly funnier was that when he came out and did the the old man walk, yeah. Yeah. was my grandmother's laugh, which uh, <laughs> uh, it, it, it was she couldn't breathe. She would repeat anything he said and then get the <laughs> the honk. <laughs> and if you got the honk, that was big. And the only people who ever made her honk was uh, it was when it was Tim Conway doing the old man and Carol O'Connor calling uh, Meathead a Pollock. She loves her <laughs> Polish. Yeah. But the story that I had was, uh, and this was, this just made me fall in love with him even more because I thought this was so kind. Uh, I, I, I came across uh, it, it, sometimes if, if I'm having a tough day, there are a couple of go to people, you know. Uh, and he's one of them. I'll just have yeah. to watch something on him. He cheers me up immediately. And I came across that tape of him uh, when they when they're announcing the nominees for the uh, oh, for yeah. the Emmy Awards. Oh sure. And they say yeah. the nominees are Tim Conway. He gets up and just starts walking to the stage, <laughs> and it brings the and it was the bravest, purest. That would be <laughs> that would be edgy today. And uh, and and I I saw that and I just thought, God. That's incredible. And I just found him on Twitter and I just said, you are my president. And, yeah. uh, and he wrote me right back on Twitter and he said, I'm going to speak to Leslie, President Nielsen, who I did a, a, a movie with where he played the president. I'm going to speak to President Nielsen. And if he's OK with it, I want you to be my running mate. And it wasn't much of a premise, but we kept it going for a while. And I just I got to jam with that's Tim nice. Conway. That's nice. I think I could have told it better, but it was really oh, great nice to visit respond. with you guys. Was you were staring at me like, who? I, you don't know who I... No. You, you, you took my microphone. You, you were a stranger, and he responded to you. And, and Isn't that and, amazing? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, and something I, sweet I had about heard it. that he was, he's always been that kind, and there was I, I've never heard a bad story about him. We never have either. Yeah. Thank you for letting me come in, and uh, is there there's a dinner, right? Thanks. Okay, great. <laughs> That was there, sweet, Craig. Food, right? Thanks, Could you Craig. wrap it up and get out of here now? <laughs> I thought it was worth people hearing. Okay. Yeah. You knew my son. You know my son, Jay. I do know him. I've, I, yeah. I've known him for a long time. He's always been very kind to me. I'm so sick of hearing about your grandson. Oh, how, yeah. It's how, endless. All the, all the stuff he does, yeah. Oh, no. But, uh, my God, I've been sitting there. You, you're, you are absolutely hilarious. I hope I get to meet you one he's day. He's very talented. My grandson's very talented. It's mostly music, but also comedy. So Yes. Uh, Lot of stuff. What but, happened uh, with Jay? I guess it skips a generation. No, Jay. I mean, he's a hilarious, and he's always yeah, been he's, very supportive of me. He's a great kid. Yeah, he's a great kid. Uh, it's a pleasure to. to uh, you were talk talking to you. about the Emmy Awards. Uh, one year, I think it was '74. Harvey and Tim were both nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Oh, yeah. yeah, And Harvey won. He got up on stage. <laughs> right. Tim got up on stage right next to him. As Harvey made his speech, 
Tim just stood there next to him on stage. <laughs> oh, my God. Fantastic. You know, it was a nice tribute, uh, Arnie. I saw that the, the city of, uh, of Arcadia just celebrated Tim Conway Day, and they named a race after him because I know he hung out at the racetrack. Yeah, I didn't know that. They ra- they named a race after him at Santa at Santa Anita, the Tim Conway Dorf Half Cup. <laughs> Dorf, let's. They shot a horse in his honor. <laughs> it's not going well in Santa Anita these days. I thought this was sweet too, Bill. I re- I read an interview with with Charlene with with his widow his, of yeah, thirty five years. Yeah. And she said that he was such a humble person that he was shocked and surprised when anybody knew. When other celebrities were familiar oh, with oh, him, absolutely. familiar wow. with his work, yeah. which yeah. is wow. stunning to me. Yeah. I think it's because his father never recognized it. You know, he, his yeah. father was a, a big element in his life. Yeah. And uh, he, I don't know the whole relationship, but I know that he was very out to impress his dad with what he did. Oh, really? Yeah. And did he ever have that moment? I mean, was there I a- don't know. Uh, I yeah. don't know. He's from Chagrin, I think Chagrin Falls, Ohio, which is part of part of Cleveland. I think. I'm absolutely, not sure. absolutely. But I think he got his comedy chops. He grew up on the Lower East Side of Chagrin Falls. <laughs> <laughs> that comedy section, that small comedy section, where all, where all the, the, the Chagrinish people live. All, that's very yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you guys got to work with him and 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 got to experience one of the great comics, he great was, comic yeah. actors yeah. of of. The century. I didn't know yeah, that, that Roll Freddy Roll. I could get it on. It's on YouTube, so oh. you're not going to get one of those little residual checks. Oh, that's all right. For it, that's okay. Yeah, but I, I, my copy I gave to my grandchildren, and they lost it. So I thought, oh God, I. Just well, I will it. tell our listeners: go to YouTube, find Roll Freddy Roll, which is a TV movie that Bill directed. That's very funny. It also has uh, Jan Murray in it, which yeah. is an extra bonus. Yeah, and the boys, I love and, the boys. And the boys. You yeah, see, if the anybody boys. can find the boys, boys, yeah. maybe we can we can make special arrangements. Jan Murray was the funniest guy at a party, not on TV and not on stage, but at a party. <laughs> if it means anything, if there are forty guys at a party and Dick Teaser and Milton Berle and uh, Jack, Jan Murray was the funniest man there. It means a lot. Uh, Guys, yeah. we'll, we'll do. You know, we should do another episode. We should do a, a comedy writers episode with Friedman and Bobrick yeah. and you and Ron Clark yeah. and Arnie. We'll do a panel. What do you okay. think? Will you guys Great. come back for Abs- that? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's painful. That's painful, but I get it. <laughs> I, I must say, I've listened to the show, and I was on. I guess what the fourth. You or were fifth on with or, a man sitting next to you. Yeah. Well, that was the hundredth. Yes. They did that. But tell me about the second show, Bill. It, <laughs> it was very. It was. It was very pedantic. I don't even remember. It, it was like I said to myself afterwards. I said, "God, it's a good thing I'm out of the business because no one would hire me." For, I just remember I was very. You were unimpressed. Go back and listen, and you'll reevaluate. My first one was was great, and tonight's the least I've heard him laugh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know whether he, he was. In, minutes ago. I don't know whether he was enthralled, <laughs> awestruck, envious of what's been said about Tim Conway. I swear to God, one of the great things on the show is him living. Nothing, actually, nothing. You can hear. I was actually going to put a mirror in front of his mouth. Welcome to my every week. Oh my God. Thank you, boys. Pleasure. Bill, send my love to your daughter. I will. She's right here. She's right next door. Uh, uh, By the way, I still have funny side stationery. I throw nothing away. Wasn't that a great logo? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Good show. John Amos. I want to ask you a question, Bill. Yes. We did a show uh, for funny side. Gene Kelly was the host. Right. 
Gene Kelly introduced sketches. The only things he did not do were sing and dance. That's right. That's what. Why was that? Was there? He, he just said, said, "I'm not going to." He said, "I'm not going to. I'm not. I don't want to do that." They know that I'm a host, and I'll, you know, I'll do the 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 greatest thing on that was that we had a haunted house. Yeah. And, and he, we, you remember we, and and he, there was he was the monster, and yeah. the, everyone was scared, and then he said at the end, it's over, it's all over, and he pulled the thing off, and his toupee came with it. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, my and God. he said, it really is all over. <laughs> well, rest in peace, Tim Conway. Oh, yes. I hope this was a fitting tribute with two of his oldest friends. He isn't in heaven yet because he hasn't stopped entertaining St. <laughs> Peter. This was a treat for us, too. So, Arnie. Uh, thank you. Thank you, buddy. Please give our love to Jay. Yeah. I will. Give Thanks. us one laugh to go off with. I mean, I swear, I feel, I feel like compared to this, the second show, I was a hit. That, you come here for the laughs? No, I mean, it's just if you can't get him to laugh, then you ought to go home. You know? Thank you, Arnie. Right. Thank, thank you, you, Billy. Thank See you, Craig Bierko. Take care, Arn. Okay, take care. Gil, bye sign bye. off. And this is... Oh, was he here? Wake up and then sign off. <laughs> this has been Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsession. See you next week. I'm so glad we had this time together Just to have a laugh or sing a song Seems we just get started And before you know we Comes the time we have to sing so long. There's a time you put aside for dreaming, and a time for things you have to do. But the time I like the best is any evening I can spend a moment here with you When the time comes and I'm feeling lonely And I'm feeling Just sit back and think of you only And the happiness still comes through That's why I'm glad we had this time together Cause it makes me feel that I Seems we just get started And before you know it Guess it's time for me to see